0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North
1: Twin Show.
0: Our
1: two of the Score North first place twins show live from Minnesota, the land of 10,000 ranks where the magic number is 28 and live from the Minnesota State Fair where you can come out and see Hoodie Judd Zolgad just off Chambers Street on the left edge of the grandstand this hour taking you right up to Purple Daily from 2 to 4 out here at the State Fair and then Judd and I are back for Mackie and Judd with Rami from 4 until 6, we're out here until 60 merchandise booth is open until 9pm, show us your Score North mobile App and receive a $5 t-shirt. I know Danny would like to start the hour off with uh, talking about what transpired last night in Milwaukee where there was somehow a rain delay where they Put a roof on it, but we'll say that. I thought the roof was we'll, supposed we'll to prevent that, that we'll type save of thing that, for later in the hour. I wanted Judd's thoughts on Byron Buxton. Mm, yeah, and, okay, Judd. I don't know if you heard our conversation with Dan Hayes, and I don't know if I'm really reaching high and and far for a silver lining. You're going to hurt your shoulder, in clouds. Reaching. But I felt I felt better about the Byron Buxton situation after talking with Dan Hayes
0: because
2: Thad Levine, the GM, basically told those guys that it wasn't. They try to declassify it as a setback and say it wasn't a setback.
1: Yes, and Dan reminding us that he was initially ahead. Of, he was ahead of the initial schedule right, that right, right. they had that they had plotted but, out when he suffered this shoulder injury. So yeah. this isn't this shouldn't be that unexpected necessarily, and it doesn't sound like. The Twins, and it might be spin, I might be being fooled here, but it does not sound like the Twins are that concerned about it and, and don't think this should set him back too far.
2: So here's my, here's my thought about this entire thing. I don't think, w- whatever they're saying is fine. Um, injury-wise, I don't believe a-, a word that they say because they basically have t- taken on the mantra of a National Football League team. But, Rami, here's my problem and I talked about this, I actually stopped, of course, today before I came in and did a morning jud about this. The Byron Buxton thing that bothers me is not this injury. It's the fact he can't stay healthy. It's the fact, and, and by the way, I'm not mad at Byron here. I, I'm beginning to feel robbed as a sports fan because this guy is so much fun to watch, and he's so different than what most baseball players bring, right? So my problem with this is not, if this was his first time being hurt, I'd be like, okay, yeah, he's going to come back. It's fine. But can we sit here and have a discussion where any of us think that the next time he comes back, you know, let's say he comes back in September, that it won't be something else? And it might not even be a wall. It might be running the bases. It might be he gets hit by another pitch. It might be he fouls a ball off his foot like he did, did last year when he broke his toe. So the discussion to me is not Byron Buxton is hurt now and when's he coming back. It's Byron Buxton's hurt again, and can he ever stay on the field? Because I want to see this kid play. He's special. There's nobody else on this team, and there might be three guys in this league who can do what he does. So the conversation is not about what is wrong currently. It's about is there ever going to come a time where a season gets done and you say... Oh my gosh, he played in 145 games. Wasn't that
0: great? And until we get there, it's disappointing because I want to see him so badly. Yeah, and you're never, it's really hard to shed the label of injury prone. And Byron Buxton has done nothing. Lately, other than to just reinforce that that's exactly what he is, and your point about him being a special player, I think, really does ring true, because you read all of these, I don't want to call them clickbait articles, but fun articles that different outlets will do where they'll predict the the guy currently on the 25-man roster to be most likely inducted into the Hall of Fame wearing their team's current hat. Byron Buxton is that guy for the Twins because he's got that potential. Because he is the guy that has that special talent. It's just it's a, a situation where if he can't stay on the field, what good is he? What good does he do for this ball club? Because it's and always what you going do? to be a what if. But, I mean, do, do you? You can't commit you, to him. Yeah,
2: right. But wouldn't you love to be talking right now about Byron Buxton in December is going to break the bank? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. That that you're going to eat up arbitration years and and let's say a year or two of free agency. And if we could... I'd
0: love to be sitting here right now discussing what would you pay him? We should be talking about right now with with how special and talented Byron Buxton is, we should be talking about Byron Buxton is going to be a $100 million man this offseason. Sure. But... Instead, here we are talking about yet another I.L. stint. Right. Another quote-unquote snag in the injury recovery prospect process. And that's just what it continues to be with him over and over and over and over again. And as a sports fan, guys, I'm beginning to
2: feel more and more robbed. Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. Byron Bucks, these are generational-type potential talents. I mean, give me the chance to see them. Yeah, They don't come around. If, if this, if if and I'm not wishing ill will here. But if this were a com- uh, conversation about Miguel Sano can't stay on the field, that would be too bad. But what Miguel Sano brings, it's fun to watch, but it's not truly special. There are a lot of guys who can hit the ball a long way. Well, like, what but this guy, This guy, what he does in the field... In center field. No, you're front, right. He has a you know,
1: much greater impact. I want. I want to see these right. things.
0: Where what does Miguel Sano bring to the table that Nelson Cruz doesn't bring right. to the table? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What does Byron Buxton bring to the table that almost anyone else, no one else, brings to the table? Everything that he does in the outfield, almost no one else in baseball can replicate. With Miguel Sano, there are, I mean, 45 guys that can hit the ball 475 feet in today's game. Think about this. If we're- Rami got his dream job tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Commissioner of baseball. Yes. Which you should get. I, I agree.
1: And Thank I you. should help you. Appreciate it. And we sat down. Put Rami in charge.
2: And we sat down mm-hmm. and brain and brainstormed, okay, let's let's create the face of baseball. Like let's find let's take the NBA model here and mm-hmm. let's and let's market these I don't know guys, pick it. Five players, okay? All right, five players. Mike Trout for sure. He's just I mean up. he's
0: the he is probably the best baseball player of all time.
2: But if we went down, the path that I would love to go down is let's find the athletes, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not the guys that hit long home runs. Let's find the athletes. So, Rami, I would suggest as your deputy, mm-hmm. Mike Trout, okay. your guy, Baez for sure. Yep. For sure. But if Buxton was playing, Byron Buxton could be on that list. Yeah. Like, go watch Definitely. him go get the baseball. No one else does this, right?
3: Unique, A unique
1: player. Yes. Yep. He's so, a guy who you watch, and you go, what's he going to do next? So yep.
2: I'm sorry, but I'm beginning to get sort of mad, and I'm not mad at Byron
1: Buxton. Right. But I'm mad I was as gonna at him. I wanted you to make that I'm clarification. Not mad at, I he's wanted not, to make sure I, you and, made And that he's that.
2: not dogging it. He's not doing He can't stay healthy.
3: Right. You're mad at the situation.
2: Yes. And You're I'm, mad at the circumstances. And I want to see this kid. I feel like we in this town are being robbed of a guy that we should be able to watch on a nightly basis and come in and talk about the next day, not as, did you see that long home run, but... Did you see him score from first? Or that catch he made in the gap?
1: And those are the things that excite me. And when we talked about this, to your point that that you made about, we should be talking about what you're going to pay Byron Buxton in the offseason instead of can he get back on the field? Billy, in the first hour when we talked about this, tweeted at Score North, at Rami's tweeting, at Real D Cunningham, and at Derek Wetmore. Guys, at what point do we start getting concerned about Byron Buxton and his constant injury issues, not just this year, but the future? I think we're there. I don't, I don't, I don't think mean, it's a question
3: of when. I think we're months, there. I don't
0: think that this pushed us there either. I don't think the shoulder no. injury pushed us there. I don't even think the concussion before that pushed us there.
3: We were talking it's, about this two months ago.
0: It's, when was the last time Byron Buxton played more than 140 games in a season? It's happened once in his career. Are we sure it's ever going to happen again? Because I'm not. Right now, you can't be. No. How can you sit You're here fooling and say you yourself that? if you are. I'd love to see it. Sure, absolutely. But I, can, but I cannot
2: sit here and tell you. And, and the problem is, if this was all about crashing into walls every time, we could talk about that. Yeah. And that frustrated me. And it still does. As it should. But he has a whiplash concussion. <laughs> he has fouled the ball off his foot he has gotten hit on the wrist and hand by a pitch so we're talking about a variety of things
0: which some of those are a little unlucky like you if you're Byron Buxton you can't control that you follow a ball and off your that's foot. why i'm not you faulting you can't control him. that you that you got hit in the, with a pitch in the yeah. hand but it does some just, of it, it is, further pushes you into being injury prone because you you've got brittle bones at that point
1: some of it is bad luck like hitting a ball off your foot and some yeah. of it is just his style of play his yeah. sti- he plays he plays center field like a safety with just That's no right. fear of running into anything, he'll lay out for whatever he has to lay out for. He has reck—he plays with reckless abandon out there in center field, and it costs him. And I don't know that you can change that for him. You can maybe dial it down a little bit, unless yeah. you're going to do what I've sort of tongue-in-cheek suggested a couple times, which is the opposite of what Bobby Cox did to Andrew Jones when he pulled him off the field during an inning because he wasn't hustling. I said Rocco Baldelli should go out there and pull Byron Buxton off the field for going too hard if he dives after a ball or runs into a wall. But I say that tongue-in-cheek because you can't really take that out of a guy. You might be able to dial it down from 10 to 7 or 8. And they've tried. And they've tried, but I don't know that he'll ever not be a guy who, who puts his body on the line to play center field. Problem is is this. So, so
2: in April, he runs on the wall in Kansas City, and I think he missed a game or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't go on the I.L., So the Twins very wisely said, all right, we're going to have you play deeper because then your potential collisions with the fences won't come at such a high rate of speed. It made perfect sense. It worked for a while until you get to Cleveland. They're playing in Cleveland, and what happens? He pursues a ball that that he ordinarily would have caught on the run, but because he's deeper, he has to dive and suffers a concussion there. And at that point in time, I throw up my hands because I don't, I don't know that you can tell a guy. I, I could tell him, don't crash into walls. I don't know that you can then turn around and say, also, don't dive. So, so this is my
0: frustration with not Byron, to be clear again, the situation. And then here's the, the counterpoint to that, and Dan Hayes brought this up when, when we talked with him at 1220, you can tell him not to crash into walls, but the difference here is every ballpark is different. The wall is in a different spot in every ballpark, and that's yeah. the hard thing to adjust to. You can see if the ball's landing in front of you. That never changes. If you're deeper and give yourself more time to find a wall, especially in a, a territory that is foreign to you like Marlins Park was, like Progressive Field would be in Cleveland, like Comerica Park, where you're not necessarily at all of the time, that changes the equation a little bit, too, with where you have to play. Fenway. Fenway's Fenway's a great example. Torrey
3: Hunter. In Fenway. Torrey Hunter hurt himself at Fenway. Broke his
0: ankle, right? Yep. Yeah, so I, I don't know
2: what you do, but I know that I want to see this kid play baseball. And, and I feel like, to Danny's point, I don't ever feel like I can definitively get on the show now and say, I think I've got it. Because I thought I did. Yeah. Don't crash into walls. And then they did something, and it made so much sense. And you said, okay, this might help. But the problem, too, is... As we talked about, if you're the Twins, you can't pay him now. No. Like, you can't go to him, No, you, you can't. You can lowball him really badly, to which he'll say no, but you can't go and say, Byron, you know what? 2019 was, was a breath of fresh air. It
0: was great. It all worked, and here is a contract that is massive. You can't do that. I mean, the guy's played over 100. He played 140 games in 2017. He hasn't played 100 games in any other year, and I doubt he gets there this year. Also, to clear this up, the Twins
2: are having a fun year. It's a really good, good year. This conversation, though, remains extremely important. Yeah. So, so like I, I don't want fans to be like, well, the Twins are doing great, and you're talking about Buxton. But Byron Buxton is an enormous, or could be an enormous part of the future of this team. So, So this conversation is not Buxton bashing. It's not Twins bashing. It's been a great, fun year. But for this team to achieve the potential success that they can in 2020 and beyond, and I'm talking about for a long time potentially, Look, Byron, but Max Kepler going full time to center field is not even close to being can't the same. So, no, so, this can't is not. Happen. So this is not. This has nothing to do with bashing or being down on these twins. It does have to do with with the fact that I can guarantee you, at Target Field, this conver- this exact same conversation is being had, and the same frustration because it's not with the player. The same frustration
0: is being felt. For them to have a legitimate three to five year four to seven year, whatever you want to call it, championship window. Byron Buxton needs to be a significant ingredient in that equation. And if he's on the I.L. all the time and you can't count on him, he's not going to be that, and your window is not going to be nearly as legitimate as it would. Now, anything can happen in any given year as we're seeing this year because they've done a lot of really good things without Byron Buxton so far, and that could happen again. But the likelihood of that being the case is not high.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really, really hard, and I, I I don't think they can win the World Series without Byron Buxton at least Somewhat healthy and out there on a, on a day-to-day basis.
2: That, that Or a playoff series. A playoff series gets more difficult. True. Sure. Sure. Your, po- your postseason chances with that guy in center
1: field have to go up, if not significantly they have to go off. I don't I don't know how much stock I put in the record with and without Byron Buxton because a lot of that was early in the season when a lot more was going right than just a healthy and and good Byron Buxton. I mean a lot of things were going right. That factor into all the wins that 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 are in the win column with Byron Buxton versus without Byron Buxton. good point. He got hurt a little later in the season when a lot of guys were cooling off, when Martin Perez remembered he was Martin Perez, and Nelson Cruz got hurt, and Jake Odorizzi came back down to earth. A lot of things coincided with Byron Buxton getting injured that I think uh, probably adds and, and skews that record a little bit without Byron Buxton, but... They are certainly a better baseball team with him. And like I said, I don't think they can make a deep playoff run without him. I I think if you
2: are an opposing team and and you're going to potentially play the Twins in a playoff series and you sit down with your scouting reports and you start to go through them and it's Sands-Buxton, you're like, okay, yeah, cool. You know, pitch around. If Snow gets hot, Nelson Cruz. But I think the game plan becomes fairly, if not simple, by the book. Right. If you sit down with your scouting report and you're Oakland, the Yankees, blah, 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 and it's got Buxton, it's a pain. Yeah. Like, you've got to account. He bats ninth. you got to account for that. You, you've got to account for the fact that he's probably going to make um, three defensive plays look simple, one of which will be unbelievably outstanding, but it looks simple. So I think opponent-wise, your job, if you're playing the Twins in the postseason, gets significantly easier because byron buxton and i've said this for a couple months now you guys byron buxton in my mind to play against is a pain in the ass
0: absolutely and when he's not in the lineup it gives pitchers the ability not to take a mental break because you can never afford to especially in the postseason let your foot off the gas but it's not nearly as taxing when it's jake cave in the nine hole instead of byron buxton and especially if he gets on base Jake Cave is not what Byron Buxton is on the base pass, and that's another thing that you do have to think about. So even if it does go well in the 9-hole, it's like, all right, he's on first base, but where's he really going? When Byron's on first base, it's a, it's a totally different story. It's a double. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's essentially a double if you walk him.
1: And, Judd, like you said, it's not, it's not all gloom and doom, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't portray it as though it's all gloom and doom. Big win last night, Actually, magic number down to 28. I've got something off last night that's extremely positive. As do I. See? I don't know if it's the same
2: thing. I crunched some numbers this morning, and let's just say that um, this is a definite ray of hope.
1: I let other people crunch numbers for me because uh, in the first hour of the show when we were not asked not. How, many t-shirt, how many $5 t-shirts you could buy with $50,000, I said 1000 I don't blame you.
2: <laughs> I'm not, you know what? I'm, not, I'm never, I am never going to get down. I, I only criticize that at which I think I can be better.
0: It was my it understanding
1: the math, that there would be no math.
2: An and when it comes to math, uh, with 10000 uh,
1: 10000 10, See, you did it. Uh, I so You're better than me. Still, you can criticize. Still. Go ahead and criticize. I deserve no, it. No,
2: no, I want to talk about Miller Park later. I
1: don't want I to
2: rip you for math. We'll get to that wait.
1: before we get out of here. I want to rip you for architecture. O'clock. John and I both have big positives to take out of last night's game, and I'll tell you why we were talking about $50,000. All that when the Score North first place wins show live from Bombasota, land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 28, returns on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile. I sat on a tractor and a combine and ate chocolate bison. I think it's score North
0: live from the Minnesota state fair.
1: First place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 28. Rami Makloff, Judd Zolgad, Danny Cunningham, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. We got Declan back in the studio. We're out at the Minnesota State Fair. Just off Chambers Street on the left edge of the grandstand is where you'll find us. Check out the Score North merchandise booth, open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. And uh, show us your Score North mobile app, and you'll receive a $5 t shirt. Another benefit of getting that Score North mobile app as you can enter the Bombas away for 50k sweepstakes from Score North. The Twins are going to break the MLB record for home runs in a season and they're going to do it soon. The only question is who is going to be the one to hit number 268, that record breaking Bomba. If you can correctly guess the player you'll be entered to win $1,000. Even better, if that player hits a grand slam to break the record you're entered to win $50,000. Dollars, life changing money for a record breaking bomba. How do you enter? Here's how you enter you download the Score North mobile app, you register, just give us your name and email address, and then enter via the listener rewards. In the main menu, and you are entered into the Bombas Away for 50K sweepstakes. More details at ScoreNorth.com and on the Score North mobile app. Now, Judd, we both said before the break we had big positives to take out of last night's game. It might be the same. Two of them we actually mentioned in the first hour of the show. I have a third positive to take out of Go last ahead. night's game. But the bullpen, the performance of the bullpen last night and for the last couple of weeks, very solid. And winning a close, low-scoring game, albeit against the White Sox, but something the Twins have struggled with this season. To get a win like that against a pitcher like Lucas Giolito is something that this team is going to have to do if they're going deep.
2: And to start there, the White Sox are improving. So if you beat the White Sox, that's a good win. Yes. Yes. Like Detroit, I still think, and I think going into the three games, this weekend, sweep Detroit. I don't know the how White they're Sox. in Major I like. League Baseball. Well, they shouldn't be. And poor <laughs> Gardie. Poor Gardy. They should send Gardy home. It's not <laughs> fair to Why did he take that job? It's not fair to him. I
1: keep hearing people say that. He had to know what he was getting himself into. Guardy wanted to be in baseball and get a paycheck, That's like, and mov- got that's it.
2: like mo- moving to Florida, though, and being told that hurricanes will occur and not really understanding how substantial a hurricane can be and now your house is in splinters and you're like I didn't think it'd be this bad that's got to be guardy right and
3: and I don't think guardy anticipated Miguel Cabrera falling off the map completely oh he by is way, terrible he, by, he is so by bad the way now. retire yeah. Just do seriously. me a favor. And and that's he signed Zol- through 2023,
2: that's, though, the so there's no I, don't, I Have some pride. Is, that's, a Zol- that's a Zolgad no. Zol- no. retirement right there.
0: No. He is owed $124 <laughs> million
2: over the next four away years. From you know what?
1: Million dollars. Have
2: him cut you a little bit. Join me on a bar nah, stool man. at Bunnies and be done with <laughs>
1: nope. it. I'm taking all 144 million. I ain't going you nowhere. Are thief, you, you are a thief, sir. You are then a thief. No, I earned it earlier in my career when they had six years of of player control. That's a Zol- And the
0: thing is, it wasn't even <laughs> the, the Tigers weren't even the one that ones that got I that, was, that. I don't was care. Florida I don't care. got those league too. baseball. This is
2: a Zolgadian retirement plea. Retire. <laughs> Have some pride. No. Andrew Luck just walked away, dude. Andrew Luck just walked yeah, away because his body is broken. You know what? If he's not his broken. broken. He's if just right not good. You know what I would do? Just old. If, if I if I could have if I could have the ability to retire guys right now, Miggy, I'd be like you're done. You know who else? Albert Pujols.
1: Albert Pujols, you're done. The only way else? I, the only way I walk away mm-hmm. if I'm Miguel Cabrera or Albert Pujols and the money that's on the table is if you give me like a Bobby Bonilla type of deal to walk away. Like we're going to give you <laughs> I'm, we're going to give you the rest of the 144 million over the next 40 years. I'm appealing 20, to 2065 and go the Tigers home. are still cutting we'll Miguel paying Cabrera paying you, checks. But just go <laughs>
2: I'm appealing to what's right. I'm appealing to what do what's right by sports. Nah. Get out. Nah. Get out. Get out. Get out. I say what's right is go get the your money. The stadium is burning down. Get out of it.
1: You, the system played you your first six years in the league. Get your money. No, I just, go get so, that money. I,
2: it makes me so sad He is watch. a shell of him. It, yeah. It, he's not, so it's deep. not fun to he watch. He has no
1: power left. He can't hit for power. He can't do anything. You know what he can do? I, I watch serious. buy whatever he wants with the $124 you know he's, million that <laughs> you spend. Come on, out. Rami. He's rich enough. Nah, there isn't a such thing as rich enough, Judd. There is not such a thing as rich enough. Anyway, <laughs> what were you saying? I'm sorry. I don't know how we got onto this. Oh, you said a win against oh, the White yeah, Sox. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm win. saying
2: that that's a good. That <laughs> last night's win. Last night's win was a good win. I give you credit for that. That's a nice win. The White Giolito's good. The White Sox aren't great yet, but they are are they're definitely improving. Yeah. they're improving. So that's the type of win I look at and say, yeah, but nothing wrong with that win. Really that's solid a, nice, win. that's a solid. That's a solid nice win. And and what my Research unveiled was there are members of this bullpen right now who are pitching very well. Really? Very wow. well. Wow. And you know who who you got to give a ton of credit to? Who's that? Tyler Duffy. Do you want to hear some recent stats? Please. And research from the Zoligat
1: Information Bureau about Tyler Duffy? I read some Zooligan of his, some of his recent stats, but I'm sure your research was far more thorough than mine.
2: Fourteen Past 14 games dating to the near the end of July. The last time that Tyler Duffy allowed an earned run in an appearance was July 23rd at Target Field against the Mets, okay? 14 appearances since, 12 innings, no runs, 5 walks, 17 strikeouts, 3 wins, a blown save, and 5 holds. In August, it gets better. Wait, how did he blow a save if he didn't
1: give up? Oh, he probably let a... A lot of of guys, probably.
2: Exactly. In August, uh, he has pitched in 12 games... Nine and two-thirds innings, six hits, no runs, five walks, 14 strikeouts, four holds, credited with
3: three wins. That's pretty damn impressive. And got himself in a little bit of trouble last night, but got out of it really yep. well. Yep. yep.
2: The other guy, more research. The other guy, since he came back from his, his time with, on the IL with right bicep tendonitis, Sam Dyson, first two games, a mess, right? He came here. It was just atrocious. Sam Dyson. Seven games, seven and two third innings pitch, six hits, one run, two walks, six strikeouts. Sam Di- and the way that that bullpen worked last night, I think is I think is according to plan. The only thing I thought was that you might at times flip Dyson and Duffy, mm-hmm. but that did work perfectly.
1: Yeah. No. And and. They now have five guys in the bullpen who you trust on some level. Not, not all of them on the same level that you trust Taylor Rogers, but they have five guys in that bullpen right now who you can trust to, to throw out there in, in high-leverage situations of varying degrees, but you can throw them out there in, in high-leverage situations. Quite the change. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to give them credit for what they did at the trade deadline. I know, on that count, I know right. you wanted a starter, but you've got to give them credit for what they did to fortify the bullpen at the trade deadline.
2: I never thought that Sergio Romo would be this good.
1: He's had one bad outing since they got two. him. Two, two, that's
2: right, two. But still, he's been very effective. Yeah. yeah.
0: I thought, all right, he might be okay. He's been pretty darn solid. Yeah, yeah with the the exception of that game in Milwaukee that they blew and then the, the loss on Friday night to Detroit. Other than that, he's been lights out. Yeah.
1: Another guy, Judd, who has been, I don't want to say lights out, but much better since he came off his own IL stint is Michael Pineda, who's... He struck out eight batters last night, and it's the sixth time this season he's done so. But now five and one with a 3.04 ERA in his last eight starts since coming off that IL stint. And I know a lot of the focus is on Jose Barrios. Don't look now, but the arrow is pointing up again for Martin Perez for Jake Odorizzi, who ran into rough patches, and especially Michael Pineda. And we've been talking about we know this team can hit if they're going to do anything in o- in October. They're going to have to pitch a lot better. And a lot of that, yes, still centers around Jose Barrios okay. and whether or not he can get it turned back around. But having Michael Pineda doing what he's doing, along with Odorizzi and Perez, and what we just talked about with the bullpen, that'll go a long way in terms of getting you through October. It definitely
2: helps, but I, I agree completely. If Barrios does not get this thing turned around, I'm still pessimistic. But uh, Pineda's looked really good. And and so, so here's my question. Gibson... Pineda, Odo, all are, are at the end of their contracts. At the rate things are going now, I think Pineda probably has, has the best chance of coming back, don't, don't you guys? Because Odorizzi, I think, he's going to get overpaid by somebody. I'm not sure how much I would pay him. I think I would walk away from Kyle. I am th- just. I think yeah. this is it for Kyle. Like there. But Pineda has, uh, has been a
0: pleasant surprise. I didn't know what to expect. But he's been pretty doggone good of late. Like, you don't think someone I think someone would be apt to overpay for Pineda, too, because your Maybe. thinking is there. Okay, now he's recovered from the Tommy John surgery. He got yeah. he got all of right. the He got all of the kinks out working for the twins. Now he's gonna be as good as he is right now, he's gonna be even better for us next year. So we're apt to give him more money because we saw something we liked down the stretch where he has been good. And a team thinks that's what his future is going to be. Maybe his track record over the last couple of years doesn't warrant this money but we have a belief that what we're paying him he is going to be worth it because of that
3: is is he your number two starter in the postseason right now Pineda no has to be I mean at this probably I
1: I might still go with Odorizzi larger larger sample size more of a track record there and he he has turned it back around here in in his last few starts I think in game one currently I go Pineda Game one.
2: I think game one, no, I go Pineda. I love it. I think I... No. I, 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 I love think it. I, well, Odorizzi is too apt to potentially melt down, and then it goes r- south really quickly. I mean, I want Barrios. I really want Barrios. It should be he Barrios. But I can't, I can't do
3: it right now. It should be Barrios,
2: but... Um, I, yeah, that's a tough one, you guys. That's not... A, that's To me, that's not clear-cut right now. It's, it's Jake spec- will think he deserves it, but i don't know on that one and and by the way, the odo start against Giolito last week. Giolito was fantastic, yeah, okay, but the issue there was was the line on Odo Rizzi was not that bad, but Danny, we watched it, he labored he lay. I like the he fact has a knack for doing that. that. I like the fact that when Pineda's going well, I sense, his, I sense he throws the ball up there, and if you hit it, you hit it, and yeah. if you don't, you don't. Where Jake tends to get
0: into this, well, now he's at 67 pitches through four, and you're like, oh, oh boy. I don't know. It, it's an interesting question. That's, that's the one thing that really I think should worry a lot of people with Odo in the playoffs is that there are if you run into a star like that where he's going to labor, your bullpen's going to be cooked. Because you're not going to be able to give him that long leash. You're not going to be able to get him... And he also takes a ton of time. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's well, what that, I... Well, that's more of something
2: that bothers me than... No, always. I think that bothers teams. You think so? Oh, standing out there? Yes. Yeah, throw... If you're if you're going to get lit up, get lit up and let's get that done with. That's Especially right. the Twins. Because if, if you're the Twins... Hey, Louie. If, if you're the Twins, you get back in there and can hit, right? I would much rather... By the way, on Pineda, have you guys ever seen a guy who looks like like he's hurt more while pitching when he's not? The, are, like he's he's said the first time I saw it, I thought something's wrong with his rotator cuffer. He's out there. He's like he's doing the thing where he flips his his elbow yeah, and yeah, his yeah. wrist. And the first, like, three times I saw I, I they got us in a trainer out there.
1: You know <laughs> you know who I thought was hurt every time I watched him play? Not a pitcher, but just looked hurt to me. Like, he he ran with the – he seemed to run with a limp all the time. Vladimir Guerrero. He, <laughs> always, <laughs> he always looked hurt. Constantly looked hurt. Like, yeah. when you watch him run around, like, sprint around the bases, it looked like he had a limp. I'm not talking about Junior. I'm talking senior. about – Senior, yes. Mar- Vladimir Guerrero. No, junior's just slow. <laughs> yeah, he's... Just- <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, that's true. He's a little thicker than Dad but was. But Panetta's
2: <laughs> out there flicking his wrist around, and he's rotating his shoulder. And I, the first three times, I thought, I, something's wrong with him again. This is terrible. And then I realized, no, that's just him. He sweats profusely, <laughs> rotates his arm, and his jersey... Dude, it wasn't
1: even hot last night. And God bless he's him. He's out there sweating like Patrick Ewing. The jersey comes out, too.
2: He He's got the fat man tuck. Yeah. So... <laughs> It starts to untuck. I love that. <laughs> Nothing wrong.
3: With whenever he, whenever he follows through on his pitches, too, he just sort of like, just sort of like plops over. You Didn't know, you like think something just, was yeah. wrong, though. The yeah, he he always looks like he's just like he's getting ready to injure himself or something like that. It's really, it's funny. It's really weird.
1: But him in game one of a playoffs. I don't know. It's it's, it's outside the box thinking. I know why you're saying it. I understand why you're saying it. Maybe I'm being. The old school baseball well, guy who's not going on the numbers or anything else, just going no, Jose Barrios is our ace. I think it sounds crazy to me at first blush.
2: To be clear, I think you're right. I'm just saying that the way I currently think about I think this, you may
1: be right. <laughs> this is the weirdest. I think they. This is the weirdest sports talk moment ever, where two hosts have takes, and the other one is going, "No, you're right. No, I, you're right." I think if you played game, I, I think if you played
2: game one of a playoff series today, Odorizzi would start it. I personally would probably start Pineda. Barrios would get nowhere near the baseball with things right now, as far as it's currently going. I, you can't trust him. Right. You guys, he's got a more research. He Since, since, research. since, his, <laughs> since his July. Here at the State Fair, he actually put a
1: finger up in the air and it said, more research. More research.
2: Uh, since his really last effective start on July 31st against the Marlins in Miami, Barrios has started four games. So basically the month of August, 844 ERA.
1: I can't start that in the playoffs. I can't do it. Not in good conscience. And you're probably right. Like I said, you're probably right. My knee-jerk reaction is to say you're crazy when you say anybody but Jose Barrios for game one. But the numbers, the data kind of support what you're saying. You're probably right. I don't know if there is a right or wrong answer here, but if you're going off cold, hard facts. I really like right now how
2: Pineda works. To me, it's important. Because if he gets hit, he's just going to get hit. Yeah, and right. there's not going to be any, he's walking around the mound or throwing. It's it's why Gibson, when things go bad, drives me crazy. It's not just he goes bad. It's all the BS. It's the throw over to first 87 times on Jose Ramirez. It's like, no, just don't. Just cut that out. So,
1: I still don't understand what the thought process was there. With worrying about Jose Ramirez on base, I have no idea. It still bo- it still bothers well, me to this day.
2: What what bothers me about that the most? Adrianza's is playing first, and he's not a first baseman, and it invite it invited what happened. Yep, the error that scored Puig from third, like you were inviting it. If it's Crone, I'm annoyed, but I think Crone's going to dig the ball out if it's a poor throw. I think you're fine. Puig does not score. But you've got a guy who does not play first playing first, and you're still pulling that. What are you doing? And I would have gone out there and said, "Stop right now. You're not right. gonna, just stop with this." Yeah, young
1: man. All right, you guys want to talk about what happened at Miller Park last night? Oh, do All I right. ever? I think Danny should is start. Is that something you guys want to do? <laughs> yeah. On the score north, first place Twins show.
2: <laughs> I think yeah, we have we, we have to. We should. <laughs> All right, yeah. it's cool. It's fine. <laughs> it's not like Rami's the kid at
1: the lunch table about to be picked on. Yep. Whatever, probably. But I have ammo, too. It's the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota. You the, got the Land closure? Of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 28. And we're back He's right stole after the remote. this. He's got the remote! On 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Soft. You gonna eat a fried stick of
0: butter
3: or no? It's Score North, live from the Minnesota State Fair. Right, it's score north download time it's 1 45 we're out here at the great minnesota get together and uh interesting topic last segment of the score north first place twin show where would michael pineda fit in the twins postseason starting rotation Judd zolk brought up the idea of maybe even having him start game one i can't really blame him considering how poorly jose barrios has been pitching as of late let us know your thoughts on that though twins fans Tweet us at Score North. That's S K O R North on Twitter. Let us know where should Michael Pineda fit into the Twins' postseason rotation, provided that they get there, which it looks like they will. That is your Score North download. And now back for one final segment of the Score North Twin Show.
1: Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, magic number is 28. Rami Makloff, Judd Zolgad, Danny Cunningham, live from the Minnesota State Fair, just off Chamber Street on the left edge of the grandstand, just about uh, 15 minutes away from Purple Daily with Matthew Collar and Judd Zolgad from 2 until 4, and then Mackie and Judd with Rami out here at the State Fair. Score North live at the State Fair all day long throughout the fair from noon until 6. Uh... If you listen to this show or the station in general, you know I am the president, the founder of the Put a Roof on It fan club. Of the Put a Roof on It movement, I should say. It's more than a fan club. It's a movement, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, and it's a one-person movement. It's not a one-person movement. <laughs> I have acolytes. I have acolytes in my movement. Not in the Hubbard building. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you've all been brainwashed. You've all been brainwashed play- by... Nope. By years of torture in the Metrodome. And I I get it. You're traumatized by it and you don't want to see another roof ever again. I've said before, I'm surprised people in Minnesota have roofs on their houses. You all are so anti-roof around here because of your time in the Metrodome. Well, last night, the, the, the park that introduced me to the glories of retractable roof stadiums and all the benefits that it gives both baseball organizations and fans alike, Miller Park... Uh, they had a rain delay. Yeah, I thought, a, uh, I
0: thought the roof was supposed to prevent that, They, they, they had
1: a rain delay at
0: Miller I Park. Thought I, like thought, I thought if there was a roof, there was no such thing as rain delay.
1: So it was what they termed a pop-up shower that was not necessarily showing up on all radars. They didn't see it coming, and uh, uh, they it actually stopped raining before they even got the roof completely closed because it takes, what would you say, Danny, during the break, 12 uh, to 17 minutes? Yeah, somewhere in that window. For that giant roof to uh, the two parts of that. That roof to come together and close. It stopped raining before the roof closed. It was a nine-minute pop-up shower that caused a delay, and then baseball was right back underway before people were even done complaining or poking fun about it.
0: I was told that you didn't need to worry about the rain when there was a roof on the stadium. Okay. That's
1: first, what I was first told. Things, first things first. As the president of the Put a Roof on It movement, I do not control how these roofs are operated across Major League Baseball. That is up to the organizations and and game operations people who work for these organizations. When the roof is operated properly, and you close it before the rain actually comes, it is a marvel of modern technology, ladies and gentlemen, that gives you baseball as scheduled in good conditions for players and spectators alike 81 times a year. 81 times a year, you get that. And I stand by that. I find the positive
2: here. Which is I, like I, I don't know what you guys are. It's the fact that Brewers fans last night got the gift to experience baseball as it should be played,
1: mm-hmm. with you mean rain, not being played. With, yes. That's how it should be played, yeah, not being because, played. Because they, the they elements, would have rather that last the, night.
2: The element, the elements that they got to see reminded them of County Stadium when times were good. The eighty-two World Series played at that venue against the Cardinals. Right. I, I'm not. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't know. There's no negative. These baseball fans got to see baseball as it's meant, with rain occasionally falling from the sky. It's been, God gave them a gift last night.
1: You're saying baseball was meant to be played, not being played. That's I mean, what sometime, Sometimes you don't play. Yeah, sometimes that's... you don't play because there's rain falling.
0: I mean, in Bull Durham, they don't say sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you close the roof. And yes, by the way, this how it goes. The yeah.
2: elements last <laughs> night were on display for the great fans. But you, you know what this does? I, I almost tweeted this last night but I didn't cuz I didn't want to upset people. You know what this does? This this sets up for the long awaited move to Water Street in downtown where a ballpark will be built like they should have the last time. They'll but never
1: it, go back. Right, They'll never go right, back because, to not having a roof in that market. Because
2: because they but they also they also want the parking lot because they it so, so they can drink and drive, which is I think a mistake in 2019 but that's just me. <laughs> No, this is they I, don't care in that this, state. This begins my platform for right running message.
0: You're not a Wisconsin resident. This until at begins least one.
2: this begins my platform to run for the mayor. Of Milwaukee, like I should be. Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll celebrate happy days, LaVerne and Shirley, and the new ballpark. I will cut the rib and I'll put the first shovel in the ground for the new ballpark on Water Street, where there's a
1: lot of good bars around. They'll never <laughs> go back because they're never going to be a reap, parking. They've lot. been reaping the rewards of a retractable roof and all all that comes with it for I don't know how long now. All those titles? Well, I mean that doesn't it doesn't guarantee titles. How many titles do the Twins have at Target Field?
2: Zero. I didn't say that. I said, "Oh, uh, you you said I never said the Twins are reaping anything." No, the rewards the, twos, the, the rewards uh, the of are a retractable
1: roof are 81 games played as scheduled. You don't get sloppy baseball. Players oh, don't don't oh, have the where you That's games yeah. this year. That's That's we're talking about this year. Okay, and you, and I was just going to say, this is the second time this has happened at Miller Park. They had a, they had a rain oh. delay in 2012. So, but I'll take two. So it's not reliable I'll, at all. I'll take two over God knows how many that you've had at Target Field and all these open-air stadiums so,
3: throughout the course of history. So here's my question. Since, since those folks over in Milwaukee are so arrogant and they think that they're so, they, they think they're so smart because we You're have You're
2: talking a, about my town. Watch out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they Let's think they're so smart because we have a retractable roof. Did they pull out some tarp last night? They did. Also, they do have tarps. They do have tarps. Well, what do they need time for? They, there's never any rain delays.
1: Because when it rains, if there isn't a game going on, they cover the dirt, but they they want the rain to get to the grass because grass needs water.
2: Oh, so, so they like oh, it when it rains.
1: They leave the on roof. Non- oh, so so oh, rain non- so rain days. is helpful. So yes. it is helpful to have on non-game days. Yes. So you can have the benefits of rain when you need it, and then the benefits of a roof when you need it. It's I'm, really ve- amazing. I'm, I'm
0: very confused
2: now. The, about the that. grass
1: just any- needed
0: some water last
1: night. Yeah, is that is that what it was? Yeah. It was a 9-minute delay. It's the second one in the history of told Miller Park. I there were no delays when there was a roof. It was yep. the second one in the history of Miller I Park. I actually was and told, I'm okay with that. I'll my, take it. My brother-in-law
2: and his family went to a Brewers Cubs game a, a few weeks back and he said during the course of the game they closed it and he said it is miserably hot in there. Oh,
1: it gets super steamy. It does. Yet. It gets like, miserable.
2: He said it's awful. If yeah, it's, it's humid out, it's that's bad. the
1: one. That's the one drawback. But again, when one, I, one drawback. I think my, the other drawback is Randall as, as the president. <laughs> as the president of the put a roof on it movement, people and people keep making this mistake. They think because I came from Milwaukee, the model for my movement is Miller Park, and it's not. When you look at retractable roof stadiums. Miller Park is kind of archaic. I'm looking at Safeco Field. I'm looking at what the Texas Rangers are building, which are beautiful, beautiful stadiums where you can see your precious skyline. I feel your platform. When, when, when weather is, is adequate Think to see yeah, us oh. You want to yeah. put a
3: retractable roof on Wrigley?
1: Everything. The State Fair.
3: Put a, put a roof on the State Fair. Did you see the weather we've dealt with here the last two days? Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me turn the PA system up just a Please little do. bit more. Say that louder again, Rami Mac.
1: Hashtag put a roof on the state fair retractable roof over the state
3: fair look at the sky look at the you can't put a roof on on today what Retractable. Is with what don't people around here understand about you retractable? retractable you roof eliminate sure you Fair.
2: you, you eliminate state lines you know what no you are you are nuts and nobody believe impossible. no nobody, I don't believe no nobody in their right mind would ever elect a crazy president so you're out
1: <laughs> i'm already the president
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm the president
1: of the movement you can't, Five, one, you can't six, six, kick one. me out of my own
3: movement <laughs>
2: So, that's my six, job. I'm six done. four
1: six Jeff. Kick me out of my own movement. Yeah, I'm crazy, but I'm still president. <laughs>
3: oh goodness gracious! <laughs> Where do we go from here? Are we I got don't about 90 know. seconds left Ooh. in the show. Taylor place?
1: Rogers, that was pretty cool last night, wasn't it? Watching oh with his, with his brother? brother, it was awesome. For the first time that was pretty awesome. I, I was
0: did- too busy I- tweeting at you about the roof to see it.
1: <laughs> identical, t- t- I did-
2: identical twins, though, and Taylor is a southpaw, and his brother throws right-handed and uh, submarine and he's sub oh, and he comes from quid dan quisenberry submarine wacky
1: submarine like he's almost flailing out all, all over the place like deception man he's got three limbs how going do you throw in that three a, different directions how do you throw that for a strike is my question i don't know practice how do you not how does your yeah. arm not go flying off with that motion that was my question watching it i saw a, a gif or gif where his hand was almost basically hitting the pitcher's mouth yeah. Like it was yeah, not. He's, his knuckles it, are scraping the mound. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a crazy moment. It's motion. a great story, though. But that was really cool to watch.
2: And I, I saw Taylor's game thing where, where he started to get emotional talking about it. Like this guy is never emotional. That was impressive. Yeah, he, like doesn't seem is, li- he doesn't seem like that. Taylor is cool, calm, and collected to a
1: fault, I think, at times. But uh, cool to watch. Congratulations to Tyler Rogers and the uh, the whole Rogers family. All right, this President. Mr. President. The Score North first place Twins show live from Bone Basota the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number 28 will be back with you and back live from the State Fair tomorrow at noon. Judd and I are back at 4 o'clock for Mackie and Judd with Rami. Purple it's Daily so coming cool. up next with Matthew tomorrow. Colley. From the Minnesota State Fair.